You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all fit. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome in to episode number 64 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's been a while. We missed our preview because we've been running around, but we are back and we will be back every single week. But make sure you follow us on social media to stay up to date on what we're doing. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Babes on Broad. And then you can follow me at Sam Wills 18 on any platform and just now at at Jesse with an I underscore Taylor 21. So we missed the week one preview, but Eagles went in, they did their thing. They pulled off the upset that many people, well, many national people, I should say, thought they couldn't do because I feel like I going into the game had a pretty good confidence that the Eagles were going to be able to pull it off. I didn't think it was like the Falcons were so overmatched for the Eagles and all that that the national media was saying. I just, I think the, I think the difference is it was the expectations. I think the expectations were mm-hmm. so low. I had extremely low expectations for this season. True. Everyone had low expectations. And I, but I think everyone was ready for a pleasant surprise going forward. Um, everyone, you know, could see the Jalen Hurts had talent. We were excited about some of these different pieces that the Eagle Eagles had, but I think a lot of people, including myself, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, if you think back to 2016, the, you know, the year before the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, new coach, new quarterback, young talent. And it was, you know, they went seven and nine, but there were a lot of really good things that we saw a lot of things that gave us a lot of hope and a lot of things that made us really excited. And that's kind of what I was ready for or what I was expecting going into the season. So I was, I didn't have this, you know, awful feeling in the pit of my stomach that I did every Sunday in 2020, but I, you know, I, I wasn't overly confident, but I was excited to see what, what, what the Eagles have, have for us this year. And I didn't expect it, you know, a, a, a yeah. 
butt whooping to happen. I definitely didn't expect what we got. I thought there was a chance that they could beat the Falcons based off of just looking at them in the preseason and the matchups and stuff. But like you said, I no way did I think we were going to win 31-6. Yeah, I I mean, there. I didn't expect that at all. Now, I didn't think that the Falcons were going to be any good. I couldn't believe people people thought the Falcons were going to be any good. Like, this isn't this isn't news. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like they're if they're anything, not good. They, if anything, they are still down their best receiver. Like Julio Jones left them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Julio yeah, I, there that you don't have. You know, both of them to worry about. And and you know, again now, and that's the thing. You know, the tone changes immediately to oh, it's just the Falcons, and it's like oh, please give me a break. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, the Eagles played really well in all facets of the game. For the first time in years, years, it has been years since there, we talked about it last year. There was never a, like a complete, a complete performance in any, in any capacity. So, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. The Eagles offense played really well. Jalen Hurts was an absolute star. 27 for 35, 77% completion, three touchdowns, 264 yards, seven rushes for 62 yards all at the perfect time, not forcing it at all. I, I think what three or four first downs with his legs alone, which was amazing. Um, and Miles Sanders played really well, 15 carries for 74 yards, four receptions for 39 yards. Kenneth Gainwell was a really good surprise for the, for them. Nine carries 37 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles had 173 total yards on the ground. When was the last time they had this balanced of an attack? Just, just, so so beautiful it was so beautiful to watch but like what were your main takeaways from the performance that you saw from the Eagles on Sunday um just all around then yeah all around What, what were your what was your like what did you take away what was what were you happiest about like what what were what were you thinking at four o'clock on Sunday what were your thoughts no so I assumed that the offense obviously they started very well so I was very very impressed by them from the start and then there were the in the beginning the first couple drives the secondary had me nervous and that's what I've been most nervous about all season I mean it's no secret I think everybody knows that's where we lack the most talent so um that's what had me really nervous and then obviously they really really did their part and stepped up in that the rest of the game besides those first couple opening drives so I I don't know. Like, I obviously am very, very impressed with the offense, but I kind of expected that. So I think if I had to say, like, one of my most impressed parts was the fact that the secondary was able to play up. Obviously, they have help with our great defensive line, and we put so much effort into having that defensive line. So it's awesome to see that actually contributing across the board. But I will say that I'm still nervous with the secondary because I don't know if they played up. And if they'll be able to play up all season long, and if that's truly what we have, or if it was just a game one hype or the underdog type thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm nervous to see if that's going to be consistent throughout the season. But yeah, yeah, I was, I was very, very impressed. And I don't think like that's me having to think of something negative. It's just my worry for the secondary. If they can keep that up all season, I really, really love this offense and the fact that they're so talented already and they're just going to keep – they're so young, so they're going to keep growing and forming together. Mm-hmm. And it literally reminds me of, like, when you have that, like, Little League team or, like, the Pop Warner team that grew up together. Mm-hmm. I mean, my high school, we went to our state championship, and 
we had a team that literally was in Pop Warner since they were so young and they just grew together and they literally made it to the state championship their senior and junior years of high school because they were just that close and that like knew each other so well. And then they play um, St. Joe's Prep, who's like just the talent of the talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it, but it's, but it was just, it reminds me of that. Like you have that possibility of forming and growing together. And I think that's one of the best recipes for a team that's going to be really good down the line. Yeah. I agree with the secondary, especially, I think that one of the biggest things that I noticed was the different looks that Jonathan Gannon was, was giving from the defensive side. And, you know, obviously, you know, Jim Schwartz helped win a Super Bowl, but there were so many things to be frustrated about with the way he designed his defense. And I think that the term arrogant is one of the the ones that gets thrown out a lot. And I think, you know, the more we see and the more that continues on, the more, the more more that rings true Um, that he just, you know, it was his way and that's what they did. And, you know, I think a lot of what, what Nick Sirianni has been preaching a lot about the way that all of the coaches are going about this season and going about their, their design of the game plan is the strengths of their players and, call me crazy but like that's how it should be is that not what we were arguing all across the board every single week last week (laughs) yes yes every week I mean it was it was brutal but I think that they did a a lot of really good things like they rushed seven at one point instead of just relying on the front four and they're using you know keeping keeping bodies fresh and they didn't use as much Fletcher Cox this week because they want him to be healthy in the back end of the season and Javon Hargrave was playing really well and they got a lot of Milton Williams in there and that defensive line was playing really well they were sending, you know, a, a bunch of people at, at different points with really timely blitz calls. They dropped eight back at one point to to give some some extra help in the in the defensive backfield. So they're doing a lot of different things and they're not as hopefully continuing forward won't be as easy to pick apart as they have been in the last couple seasons. So, um, you know, even something like you know, Darius Slay said in one of his press conferences this week um, that, you know, he play he play, likes to play with his eyes on the quarterback and he likes to play facing the quarterback and last year he played um you know he 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 just played away last year that he wasn't comfortable with mm-hmm. so now he's able to play the same way that he is so dominant and get those pass breakups hopefully it will you know translate into the turnovers that you know we were missing from him last year that we expected from him so i think it's a lot of you know it's it's a lot of different and i think that you know, maybe the fact that even though they are thinner on the, you know, in the defensive backfield, maybe because that is the spot where they lack the depth, they lack the talent, you know, compared to other spots on the roster, maybe that won't be as much of a glaring problem because they're going to be put in the position of their strength instead of just in a position on an island trying to do their best, which I don't hate. So, you know, that, that was something that, you know, you're right. The, the defense may be nervous. Those first two drives mm-hmm. only field goals, but still they were the, you know, that up-tempo really got to them and, and the Falcons were able to march right up and down that field twice. And that really concerned me if the offense wasn't going to be able to keep up, but then the offense was able to keep scoring touchdowns, which was able to help the defense pin their ears back a little bit. And they were able to go after it a little bit harder instead of, you know, playing in a more conservative way. But I just, I, I felt good after the game. I, I liked what oh, I saw. Yeah. 
I thought there was a lot of good. There was a lot of fresh. There was a lot of energy. I felt good. I felt fresh. I felt energy. Like No, and to go along with that real quick, I forgot to mention, uh, I don't even know how it slipped my mind. Very, very, very impressed by Nick Sirianni. And I think everybody is. And like what you just mentioned, how like we all felt fresh. We felt the energy. We just felt good. That's what the players have been saying that Nick Sirianni has been bringing to the team all throughout camp and going into this season. So it's really showing, and I'm very, very impressed with him. I don't know if you've watched any of his press conferences, but they've been still doing all their pressers outside. I don't know if it's because it's still nice out and they're still practicing outside or because of COVID reasons. But when he's sitting at the table instead of standing at the podium, it looks like he's going to jump out of his seat when he speaks. (laughs) Like, he he looks like he wants to, like, leap across the table – talking about football and I love I love the energy and people were so up in arms about his about his uh first press conference or whatever and I, I just I, I don't I don't I don't even remember if I watched the first press conference or not because the Eagles were so dead to me <laughs> at that point in time I don't even remember but I just remember being like can, can we just break yeah can we just not like can we just wait to see what he does on the football field like yeah told you no hire was going to be exciting to me at the time because I was so down on the Eagles and they had broken my heart into so many pieces that I just needed to get away from them. But he, he brings so much excitement and it makes me, I six months ago, who would have thought we would be this excited after week one? We were hurt. I know. We, we were hurt. hurting. I know, but I will admit I am a little scared and it's because of the damage they've done in the past to us. <laughs> I'm a little scared to give them my full trust. It is week one. They did great. I'm very excited for what they can do, but I'm not getting my hopes up just yet, just for that reason. Yeah, I just, but I think we all collectively needed this. I think the coaches needed it. I think the players needed it, and I think us as fans, like we really needed it. And I yes, we were over. We were over this team. We needed that off season. Like we just, I that's never happened. That's never happened in my life. No. No, like we needed I am, this. Eagles are my number one. They always have been and they always will be. I am an Eagles, like Eagles, Eagles, Eagles till the end of time. I, I will die for anybody wearing that green jersey. Anyone. And it just, they broke me in ways that I didn't know <laughs> was possible. Like it was the most toxic relationship. The Eagles are the most toxic relationship I've ever been in in my entire oh, life. Oh, 100%. It's horrific at times. But I we have to we have to talk about before we go into our break we have to talk about Jalen Hurts a little bit more we have to talk about him and we have to talk about how we got here because you and I talked a lot about we I mean we obviously this was a whole back and forth thing for the last year and a half since they since they drafted him and what my issue was from the beginning was that we kept getting the the new norm win now. We're not going to rebuild. That was the projection that was going coming from the Eagles organization. If that is true, if that was the the vibe, if that was the ideal, you don't take a quarterback in the second round that when you want to win now. You take someone who can help you immediately. Mm-hmm. Someone who can make an impact on the game. If that was the new norm with no rebuild in that mentality post-Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts was not the draft pick there. However, we talked about it. He was a phenomenal talent, and he would have been more helpful 
elsewhere where they were starting from scratch. They were rebuilding and they needed a new quarterback with a lot of talent to build around. Mm -hmm. That was the situation that he should have been drafted in. And it's unfortunate that everything went the way it did with the drama because he didn't ask for it. He he shouldn't have had to deal with it. It's, a, it's oh, 100%, a, lot. Yeah. a lot of people didn't deserve what they got last year. It's a whole thing. We didn't deserve the product that we <laughs> got last year, you know, whatever. But if that was the goal, a quarterback in the second round was an asinine decision. Now that the Eagles have decided to clean house and they want to start over and rebuild with a new quarterback at the head, and build with young talent, of course Jalen Hurts is the best person for that role. Now, be also because he's a year into the NFL, he's not a rookie anymore. He understands what the NFL is. He came in with complete confidence. Oh, no, our timer's going off. <laughs> came in with complete confidence, complete command, and played an absolutely spectacular, spectacular, spectacular game. Like, with the ideal of we're scrapping everything and we're starting over, I can't think of a better player for that than a guy like Jalen Hurts with the attitude that he has, the commitment that he has, and just the the way that he commands not only the offense but the entire team yeah and draws everyone to him i'm so glad that the eagles didn't do something dumb in the offseason because i didn't trust them at all to not yeah, do something yeah. dumb and i cannot wait to see what jalen hurts to con- continues to do going forward as he continues to improve and get better no i agree 100% and i think it really goes to show i mean he kind of dealt with a similar situation with Alabama and Oklahoma mm-hmm. and that whole thing. So I think that kind of prepped him for it too. But if you just think about how well he dealt with last year's situation with all the Carson drama and all that, he just kind of sat back and waited for his opportunity. And when he wasn't playing, he used it to his advantage and really took mm-hmm. it to learn. And you could see that like his growth right. already, like he looks like a seasoned QB. Like you said, I mean, technically he's not a rookie, but he kind of is in our eyes. Just because, yeah. yeah. So like technically he's not, but he kind of is, but he does not look like it because he really took last year as his advantage. And right. it was really smart of him. And I think, like you said, just all around, he's such a Philly guy and a perfect, perfect Philly QB. And yeah. like persona, his command wise, his confidence wise, I really, really love it. And I mean, it also, it goes to show when you have a team truly like this offseason, truly stand by behind you and say you're QB one. Yeah. It gives you that confidence. I think right. he would have that confidence anyway, kind of maybe a little chip on his shoulder I, like everybody would. Yeah, but. I think he's that kind of guy. And I just I, he's I think cool, calm, collected. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean at, at the time with what was being projected to us, the pick did not make sense. Oh no. Well, and but, that's also when they did the whole Hurts thing. It was never against Jalen Hurts. It was what they were doing to Carson because in that, in our eyes, they told us he was our number one, give full faith in the Carson. And then they made him the bad guy to push him out kind of thing. And that's where it was wrong. It was nothing ever about Jalen Hurts. It was more the Eagles organization and how they treated Carson instead of just coming out and being like, hey, we don't have faith in this guy. Right. And I, and you, you and I said that a bunch of times that people still don't 
feel the need to understand. <laughs> we said over and over again. It it was nothing about Jalen Hurts. No one ever no. said. No one ever said Jalen Hurts didn't have have the talent. It was where the Eagles were claiming to be and what the ideals were claiming to be, what the goal was claiming to be, the new norm, win now, post-Super Bowl. I get that. And we were all on board with that. But that didn't make – it didn't add up, right? So either, you know, the Eagles, you know, didn't believe in Carson and saw something before we did, but had already given him $120 million, which makes them idiots, or (laughs) they just took Jalen Hurts, which – also, like, didn't make sense. And, and like, either way, the Eagles were the idiots in the situation, yes. unfortunately. And it's unfortunate that it happened the way it did. But it is what it is. And Jalen I'm happy. Hurts, of course, has the talent to lead. I was going to say, I'm happy where we are now. And it worked out for what it did. So, yeah. And by I, the I, way, speaking of, since we kind of brought it up, did you see they're doing the first in season hard knocks on the Colts? That's interesting. It's, it's something we'll want to watch. It's going to be spicy. I know. Let me tell you, it's going to Mm -hmm. be spicy. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Oh, who knows? All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to look ahead to the matchup this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
Welcome back into episode number 64 of Babes on Broad. So as you said before the break, Jess, we're going to break down this upcoming game. The Eagles have the San Francisco 49ers first home game of the season. So that should add some pumped up energy into it. I mean, obviously for the fans, but then also you got to think this is really the first game with full capacity for the Eagles. So that's definitely a baby. It's going to play on their side for sure. I'm going to cry like a baby. Let me tell you. Okay. So first preseason game. I got there. I like teared up walking into the link a little bit because I hadn't been there in, in a year. I hadn't I hadn't been there since the Eagles got knocked out of the playoffs by the Seahawks in 2020. So I walk in and I'm like, I tear up a little, but I also teared up going into the Wells Fargo Center. Like it was just an emotional thing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be okay. We got stuck in traffic. So there was an accident on 76. So we weren't there for like the, the beginning, everything that, you know, happens when they come out of the tunnel, the whole thing. So I was like, all right, maybe I won't stop. Joe goes inside to get some food quickly. And that was when Quez Watkins scored that first touchdown against the Steelers. And the fight song starts. And I don't know what emotions exploded in my body, but I started bawling, like ugly crying (laughs) alone in my feet. During the Eagles fight song. I don't know what it was, but I like, it was nothing like a Quez Watkins preseason touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it was the fight song. And I don't know if it was because we sang the fight song so many times at the wedding. And I hadn't sang the fight song since then. And it was like (laughs) all of the things at once made me. I was bawling like a baby. And it was, I couldn't. I couldn't stop. And I was texting Joe, like, I don't know what to do. Please come back because I look ridiculous right now. (laughs) I am going to, that's going to happen again with all of the, with the Rocky video, the hype video before when they announced like the players out of the tunnel and Jalen Hurts is the last one to come out. I am going to be an inconsolable sobbing child. Jess, I expect nothing less for you. It was a Quez Watkins preseason touchdown. You're definitely going to cry this first game. Watkins preseason touchdown from Joe Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco threw that touchdown. And I yeah. was wailing. It was so aggressive. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's going to happen again. I'm just warning everybody, and I would request that no one make fun of me. Just let me it. be and enjoy my time. I'll be there to get or pregame tailgates. For parks, so well, you I'm better super come excited. hit Paylot. I know that's what I'm saying because I'll be excited. Everybody's going to be crazy. Yeah, you better come hit Paylot because yes. I will be there. Um, but all right, looking ahead to the actual game, so positives coming out of Week One as well for the Eagles. No major injuries. Not Knock one. on wood. Knock on wood. It was a great Week One. Yeah, we've got some load management going on. A little bit, some some load management happening with the Philadelphia Eagles, which I I don't necessarily hate, especially like mm-hmm. early in the season, like keep everybody good. Um, My only thing about it is as long as they're getting rep enough reps in practice where their stamina is going to be good for later in the season when we need them to be in for the entire time. That's my only thing. But I mean, I'm sure, sure they think that as well. Right. Um, I mean, like guys like Fletcher Cox, Miles Sanders, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and Darius Slay all had just rest days 
this week. So they've got rest Wednesday, full participants and Thursday, and then will be, I assume, Friday as well and, you know, ready to go for Sunday. Um, Avante Maddox was actually just added to the injury report yesterday with a, a knee issue of some kind. So let's hope that's okay. Marcus Epps is still in concussion protocol. He was limited in practice, but it's trend. It, he, it appears that he's on track to play Sunday, which is good because Rodney McLeod is still limited. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it looks good for him to play. I will say, though, Landon Dickerson was a full participant in practice yesterday for the first time. Do you think, because obviously his role that he's eventually going to take over is Jason Kelsey when he retires. Do you think we'll see, if he is healthy, we'll see some from him or just the occasional fill-in here and there? I don't think he's going to replace anyone as a starter. but No, no, no. no. But I mean, I think for injury, yeah. Okay. I do. They, I mean, the Eagles, now, again, do we trust everything the Eagles say? No. Yeah. Um, they've also said they don't intend on having this as a red shirt year for him. Um, so when they he was getting a lot of work in like at right guard the other day when um, Brandon Brooks was in limited was limited in practice. So they were kind of switching out on reps there. Um, unless someone is playing so aggressively bad. But right now, I mean, even it's someone like Isaac Sayamalu, who's like really taken a couple steps forward and has played really well. I, I like there's no one that he's going to replace unless someone gets hurt. I don't mm-hmm. think, but um, so Eagles are are looking good. Hopefully they continue to look good on the injury front. San Francisco, not as much. Um, their secondary is in trouble. They have two guys that they just brought in to the active roster this week. One from the practice squad, one that they just signed two rookies and Josh Norman. RIP. Um, <laughs> They lost Raheem Mostert for the season, lost uh, their starting linebacker, Jay, uh, Dre Greenlaw, for the season, um, and their other starting corner, Emmanuel Mosley, didn't practice on Thursday. They have solely defensive players on their limited practice list as well, including Eric Armstead and D Ford. So, against this offense, Nick Sirianni, let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it, my friend. Um, the yeah, so they probably just last week. I was just going to say, Familiar score, Jess? <laughs> 4133. That, and I was like, hmm, nice. Yes. Um, they put up a 40 piece last week. Yeah. However, but it was against literally one of the worst teams okay. in the NFL. So bad. They also, I mean, they almost lost that game. They gave up, what, 24 points in the second half or something? In the like last that? two minutes of the game. They oh. were, lo- or, well, no, in the second half. You're right. But they were losing or winning by 24 in the last two minutes of the game and gave up 16 Jesus! in that final two minutes. Talk yeah. about a stress ball. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was, was fine. 17 for 25, 314 yards and a touchdown. No, uh, no interceptions, but he lost a fumble as well as Debo Samuel lost a fumble. Um, you know, what, what could hurt you from the, it, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo that, that frightens me. It's, what the skilled guys can do once the ball is in their hands. I mean, did you see that catch by Debo Samuel? Like that's a phenomenal catch yeah. the play that he made to get out in space and, and score on that 79 yard bomb. Like that's, that's frightening. And his speed is great. Debo and Kittle are, I think obviously the most frightening parts of their offense coming into this week. I don't remember. Was Kittle hurt last year when the Eagles played in San Fran? I'm pretty sure he was. Yes. Because I know he had injury issues last year, but I didn't remember if he was there for that game or not. Or maybe um, just came back or something. Yeah. Or, it was something like that. 
Yeah. Or was like, maybe he like got hurt during the, I don't remember. Um, but he is one of the best, if not the best tight end after the catch. So that's where he can hurt you. And we've seen how horrific the Philadelphia Eagles are when their linebackers are in coverage of tight ends, especially now with some of these different looks that are being provided by Jonathan Gannett. Let's let's hope that we don't have any Nathan Gary situations. Um, Does just make me nervous a little bit. We'll yeah. See. I mean, the defense, yeah. I eh. Their offensive line also played well. They only let up one sack. Um, now their defense got three sacks on Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Again, the Detroit Lions are not a good football team. Jared Goff is a Detroit Lion. Yikes. I mean, for this week, I, I listen, I think that the Eagles offense can continue to put up points because they can continue to be creative. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, I like the different looks that the, the defense is giving. Um, you know, hopefully we continue to to see 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 that. I know Shanahan can be creative, obviously, but but so can Nick Sirianni. I think this is gonna be a really fun matchup of two young creative coaches with good quarterbacks and really interesting skill guys and Mm -hmm. defenses that are still kind of trying to find their identities. Um, But I think that the, the home crowd and the energy in the stadium and the fact that the Eagles are playing for in front of fans for the first time in a while. And the fact that Jalen hurts is getting the really his first Eagles fan experience, the fact that Jalen Rager is getting his first Eagles fan experience, Devontae Smith is getting his first Eagles fan experience. Like, I think this is going to play really well for for these guys, and I think that it's going to be a, a good matchup. But I do think no one thinks the Eagles can win this game, which is right where I like to have it. Mm-hmm. Bart Scott said he'd shave his eyebrow if the Eagles won. That guy is going to have one less eyebrow by Monday. <laughs> um, I think the Eagles are going to put up another 30 piece and I think they're going to win this one 33, 24. What do you think? Oh, that's a pretty good gap there. Oh, so yeah. my, I think, I think it's a tough one to look at because the 49ers, I mean, in all the rankings, they're a top 10 team. And then they gave up 33 to the lions. Who's quite to literally one of, quite literally one of the worst ranked teams right now. So it's hard to look at cause you're just, kind of wondered what's going on there was a game one situation was it the injuries what you know what I mean so it's it's hard to kind of use that when you're looking ahead um but I mean they the thing that scares me is they could be coming out to redeem themselves and then take it out on the Eagles or the Eagles because they're home they can kind of expose them and you know what I mean so it's one of the other like one of the team's got motive both teams have motive and one of the motives is going to take precedence and I think that's going to play a big key um Eagles offense I'm not worried about them being able to put up points at all I think the biggest um part about the Giants defense right now that scares me is obviously Nick Boza but our offensive line is so solid right now knock on wood um I'm not too worried about that I think they'll be able to protect Jalen Hurts they might give up a sack but I mean if you can or do that against up, Nick. They gave up one last week. It was just one. Yes. But Nick Boza had a sack himself too in the 49ers game. So, and he's obviously just a monster. He's recovering or this year's his redemption year after his injury year. So he's the biggest thing that makes me nervous, but I think that sure. O-line will be able to carry him um, on their offense. George Kittle, I already said, and then obviously Debo Samuel, 
Samuel. They make me very nervous. So I think both sides are going to be able to put up points. I did originally, so I think the score is going to be 24-27-24. Or mm-hmm. And I originally, in my thought process, just thinking like, oh, they're like 49ers want to like redeem themselves, blah, blah, blah. Have the 49ers having the 27. But now that we're really talking about it, it's getting me amped. You're so right in the fact that this is the first time the Eagles are going to be back at Lincoln Financial Field. They're going to have full fan capacity. They're going to have Jalen Hurts actually as the starting quarterback and get announced as that in front of everybody. They're going to have all their young guys come out and play their first game in Lincoln Financial. So I think that might play into it. So I think you might have persuaded me when it like bringing up those points. And I think I'm going to say 27-24 Eagles now. I just I think this might be the loudest that we've heard the link since the final play of the Atlanta Falcons game in 2017-18 to send them to the conference championship. That's that insane. That's going to play that'll play huge. And with seeing how last week went, obviously with the Falcons instead of George Kittle and Debo Samuel and stuff. But sure. I mean, they the secondary, which I already mentioned, was my most nerve-wracking part of this team. They really played up to that. And whether – I already mentioned if it was game one excitement, they'll have that same excitement going into this, their first home game. Right. So that could carry them through this game. With that being said, though, 27-24 is my score. I do – I am going to say Eagles. But I will not be upset if it's the other way around. If they just barely get edged out by the 49ers, I will not be upset because – I will be upset. What if it's like they could, <laughs> if they could have won and they gave it up because of something stupid that, but like if they really just keep putting up points and it's like quite literally the secondary, I'm not going to be too upset. I'm not going to be raging, calling for people's jobs and hitting the walls. Oh, I swear to God, if anybody's call, if anybody calls for anybody's job <laughs> this week, I am, I quit. I'm quitting. I give up. I'm not doing this ever again. And. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I I still think that you're you're right with what you said earlier. Like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it was nice to not feel like I wanted to jump out of a window. But and you already mentioned, Jess, we probably were happy and so excited about that win because we had no expectations going into it. Right. So it I mean, when it all comes down to it, it was a week one win and it was a great win, but it's week one. Yeah. And we as Eagles fans should know to not get too excited after the first week of football. Yeah. And but also, I mean, did you watch any of the game last night? The uh oh yeah. The the toilet bowl, as it were. Actually, I really quick before I even let you finish that, I thought in the beginning of the season, breaking it down on paper, I was like, Washington football team, I think might be the best odds on my my mind just because of how good their defense was on paper so I was like yeah and in my mind didn't know what the Eagles were going to be Cowboys obviously have a very good offense so I was like Cowboys have the offense nothing on defense Washington nothing on offense but has the defense and I was like defense wins championships I'm going to put Washington that was my thought process put Washington at the top but I felt so wrong doing that Jess because I was like Ew, like the Washington <laughs> football team, ew. Like they're not gonna they win. They even had a real name. They're not gonna like even if it was their old name, ew. Like I just it's weird to me even thinking them as a division winner. That's gross. Yeah. So 
I already was like, eh, do I really want to put them towards the top after last night? No. Eagles, Dallas, once again, playing for the NFCs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not good. The The Giants are worse. Oh, we, yeah, they were automatically at the bottom. They are a horrific mess. Yeah. They have the worst record officially in the NFL. Sole place of the worst <laughs> record in the NFL since 2017. Good on you. Um, Clap. Love it. 0-2 for the what, – what is it? How many consecutive seasons? Fifth. Great. Yep. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> and Dallas – I mean, unfortunately, you, you don't wish this on anybody because we've been there for years and we know how often they, they have the injury bug a little bit right now. Yeah. And um, which I mean, which sucks. Dak looked great um, coming off that that They're, horrible injury, which yeah. I, mean, I, you know, we all love to make our jokes at Dak Prescott and the Cowboys expense, but you never want anyone to get hurt that badly. And the fact that he had as many complications as he did um, and had to have that emergency surgery yeah. and the whole thing, you always want to see. And his family situation, and he came back. Dak has won me over a bit this last year. I'm not going to lie. I don't like him because he's a cowboy, but I like the guy as a human. Yeah. And I'm just – And a football player. I'm I'm glad that he is is good. But, you know, the cowboys still suck. So – so there's that. Yeah, Um, like I'll be – I'll be furious if (laughs) if the cowboys win. I don't want them to win. But I can't say – yeah. They're not going to win. It's fine. It's Eagles got to step up just for us. They play them just next week. Quite literally. They go down to Dallas for Monday Night Football and literally next week. So soon. That's like the earliest they've played a division opponent in a, in while. a while. Um, Or a division opponent that's actually, you know, should be considered an opponent. Because <laughs> yeah, they right. played like. Last they used year to, was a wash. They, play, they opened against the football team a lot. Like they've. Oh, they actually, you're right. You're right. You're they right. Played, in, played there. Their home opener in 20. The year after the Super Bowl. Because Mike Scott, that was Washington. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was – yeah. Oh, that was a time. That was a time. Yeah, they, it was like back-to-back years, actually. They played Washington, I think, that Wait, home open. this is the first time there's actually any competition. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that is our episode for today. Thank you for listening to episode 64 of, of Babes on Broad. Thank you, as always, to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure, as we talked about in the beginning, you follow all of the socials for Eagles updates. Everything on BGN. Subscribe to BGN Radio on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating, written review, all that good stuff. Also, make sure to follow us on YouTube as well. And until then, we will talk to you next week. Go Birds. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.